0: As the Orange hold off the defending national champion, they beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout! McCoy in the backfield, takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle! He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone! Buffalo wins! Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, you Rome. It's happening in Mohawk Valley, great to have you on board. Maybe you're listening on the ESPN app, you should be. We're crying out loud, it's summertime. Time to get away, it's time to get outside, time to enjoy a little time off, well, I got one more show to do, and then, 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 my friends, the annual Man summer vacation will be underway for the first time ever two straight weeks. Oh, don't you get a nice break, huh? Two weeks without me. Come on, what's better than that? So uh, I will be listening on the ESPN app, sitting lakeside next couple of weeks, and uh, wherever you go, whatever you do during the summer, uh, that's a great way for you to stay in touch with the program or this here radio station. You just uh, get the ESPN app on your phone, you find the Listen tab, you find ESPN Syracuse or ESPN Utica, Rome, of course, and then you can take us with you wherever you go. You're out on the boat, there we are. You're sitting by the lake, there we are. You're fishing, there we are. Whatever you do this summer, you're out and about and enjoying the sunshine as you should be. Take us with you, okay? We like to go places. Here's how you get in touch with the show, 437-7644, that's the phone number. Brent Axe Media, Brent Axe Media on Twitter, where the show never stops. You can also use the the on-the-block text line to fire off some hot takes at us. 288-0644. That's hot. Is the text line. We have a guest joining us in studio. He's going to be here shortly, as a matter of fact, right here in hour number one. It'll be great to catch up with him. It'll be great to talk about an event that's coming up tonight that you can check out if you're a Syracuse football fan looking for something fun to do tonight. We got you covered because it is the Lift for Life tonight at Manley Fieldhouse. It happens at 6 o'clock. It's a great event that is fun to see the SU football team kind of close its summer session with some fun events that helps raise awareness and helps raise money for rare diseases. It's a great event. Rob Long is a part of... of uplifting athletes he of course is a former Syracuse punter and many of you know the story of Rob Long and how he fought off cancer very serious form of cancer a rare form of cancer to chase a career in the National Football League to be an inspiration to others to be a spokesperson for this very event and this very thing that's happening in Syracuse tonight and he is going to be right here in studio with us. In about 15 minutes, and we're looking forward to that. And you should be there tonight it's at 6 o'clock, Manly Fieldhouse. It's a cool way to not only see the event, but if you want to grab some autographs, if you want to wish the boys luck on the upcoming season, get some selfies, whatever the case may be, and maybe help out a great cause along the way. It's tonight, 6 o'clock, Manly Fieldhouse, the Lift for Life event. I talked with Sam Heckle, Syracuse offensive lineman, On my podcast, you can find that on iTunes or Google Play. It's called the Syracuse Sports Podcast. Uh, Sam has a rare blood disease. It is so rare that they thought he had the last documented case in the United States of this blood disease. He's had it since he was a kid. It took them a while until he was a little bit older to figure out what it was and how to treat it. And it's one of those diseases that's so rare that You know, it's not going to get this big push for funding from, you know, as as, say, forms of cancer would or more, you know, for lack of a better term, mainstream diseases, right? So he can treat it every three weeks. Sam goes through what can be a pretty grueling process to treat this blood disorder. It takes about 14 to 20 hours. He does it every three weeks when he's here in Syracuse. He does it at the Galasano Children's Hospital. And he, manages to be a college student and play college football despite having this rare blood disorder that, uh, as I mentioned, uh, takes a lot out of you normally and the treatment itself does as well. Basically, Sam, his body doesn't produce platelets and plasma the way that the normal human body does. A particular platelet, pardon me, that just doesn't get produced. So Sam is now kind of the student representative for uplifting athletes. Rob, of course, is somebody who does a lot of work with them and did a lot of work with them here and really kind of spearheaded Lift for Life and what it's doing at Syracuse. So we will talk to Rob about that, talk some football with Rob, what he's up to now. Looking forward to that coming up. Hot takes as usual. Our last hot takes before vacation. Subway series back underway. Mets and Yankees. We'll get a little bit more into what was said at ACC kickoff yesterday yesterday. With Eric Dungey, with Chris Slayton, with Dino Babers, and hey, it's my last show before vacation. I'm I'm kind of open for anything. It's Friday. It's beautiful outside. I'm blowing out of here in two hours anyway. So uh, hey, anything you want to bring up, more than welcome to do so. Four three seven seventy six forty four. What I, what I do want to start with, and I do not want to spend a ton of time on because it's such a dumb question. But it's one of those things that was floating out there. And it's one of those things that you just have to say, okay, well, here's the answer to your question. And it was floated out there by a few people. One person who put it out there on Twitter is Jeff Perlman. Now, I'm going to say this to you. Jeff Perlman is somebody I respect a lot. Jeff Perlman's going to be on this show. I want to say in early September, Jeff wrote a great book about the USFL that's coming out. Jeff has written some of the best sports books you'll ever read about Walter Payton, about the Showtime Lakers. He wrote the article. Remember the John Rocker Sports Illustrated article? Jeff is a terrific writer. He's one of the best sports writers out there. And I can't wait to talk to Jeff on the show. It's been a while since we had him on. But he was one of these people. And I didn't respond to him on Twitter. I wanted to. uh, Jeff and I actually correspond. He drops in my DMs once in a while, right? And I know Jeff, and I just, you know, forgot. I didn't have time. I was getting a lot of things ready for vacation today and doing some other things. So I'll respond on the radio right now. Because he floated it out there, because when Carmelo got traded the other day, you know he's kind of at the end of the road, and going to Houston, the natural thing is, and we're all assuming he's going to end up in Houston, right, because they traded him to Atlanta, they're going to buy out his deal. Houston is one of those natural teams he could go to. There's a few other possibilities, but what kind of teams need a Carmelo Anthony at this point? Final piece to the puzzle that can score, that can come off the bench, which you have to talk him into, because he doesn't want to be a bench guy. But the final piece on Carmelo's legacy, his resume, is championship. Being on a contending team. Because he's pretty much checked every other box that there is. So naturally when a player of stature like that moves and is kind of on the back nine of his career, you know, we inevitably say something like, well, is he a Hall of Famer? And Jeff tweeted it out there and he said, Carmelo Anthony, Hall of Famer, I just don't see it. And it's one of those things like, this is not even an opinion. This is not even, like, debatable. This is not even like... I'll give you another example of a Syracuse athlete, a prominent Syracuse athlete, where it is very debatable whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. And that's Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb is right on the line. He's got the stats... He was on some playoff teams, was in a Super Bowl, didn't win it, and you look at McNabb, his stats compare favorably to, I'll I'll give you a name, Jim Kelly, right? But it's not just about stats, it's about stature, it's about were you truly one of the best of the best when you played in your era, and all these arguments we have about Hall of Fame. When I say McNabb, and I know we're very biased being in Syracuse, but my gut feeling when you say that name is not automatic Hall of Famer. My gut feeling has been for quite a while when somebody brought up Carmelo that there's no question he's a Hall of Famer. It's not a question of if he'll be a Hall of Famer. The only question is if he's a first ballot guy. So the mere question of will Carmelo be a Hall of Famer, frankly, is stupid. I mean, Carmelo Anthony is one of the top 20 scorers in NBA history. He is a 10-time All-Star. You have to keep something in mind here, too. It is not the NBA Hall of Fame. It is the International Basketball Hall of Fame. There are people that go into this Hall of Fame that are not necessarily associated with the NBA, that aren't necessarily associated with USA basketball. They're not necessarily associated with college basketball. It could be a little bit of everything, right? Jim Bayheim is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. That Hall of Fame, that's not the professional basketball. Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It is the Basketball Hall of Fame. And the reason I bring that up is Carmelo would go into this Hall of Fame if your mere qualification was to be NBA. But because it is the Basketball Hall of Fame, Carmelo Anthony is arguably the best player Team USA has ever had. If you turn, if I don't mean best in terms of he's better than Jordan or better than LeBron, but he's won three gold medals. He has been as as important to Team USA Basketball, and Carmelo has thrived on the international stage. He has been one of the best Olympians they have had, just pound for pound, gold medals he's won, numbers he's put up, big games in international competition. Again, I'm not saying he's better than Jordan or better than LeBron or better than certain players, but the list isn't very long. So when you gauge the fact that he's been one of the best Team USA Basketball players ever, Top 20 score in NBA history. All-star rankings. All the things, all the boxes you got to check. Like, he drove over that finish line a long time ago. Now, Mello's got some things in his legacy that you look at and, and you question in some ways, right? But being a Hall of Famer is not about winning championships. It's not about being on championship teams, it is an individual award. that is based on what kind of player you were. And, of course, you know, if you play on five championship teams, it helps your resume. If you were on the Bulls of the 90s or the Celtics of the 80s or the Lakers of the 80s or some of the great legacies and great teams in the history of the NBA, it's going to make you look better. So if you're just a great scorer on a team or teams that didn't go deep in the playoffs, maybe it's harder for you to stand out. As a matter of fact, you better really stand out right? Well, guess what? Carmelo Anthony did that. And I'm not just going to list a bunch of numbers and stats and accomplishments here. It's it's foolish to even suggest. It's a question. He's a Hall of Famer. The only question is if it's first ballot or not. That's it. That's the list. So Jeff, I love you. You're my man. We'll talk to you about an, uh, about a month from now when his book comes out. And I'll be happy to do that and plug his book and I hope he sells a million copies, but that Carmelo, see, this is where Twitter can bite you. You throw something out there like Twitter, like, I don't know, that guy a Hall of Famer, and it's like, uh, yes. The answer is yes. And to suggest otherwise, Dumb. 437-7644 is the phone number. So something we can chew on here as we slide into our vacation, but we've still got a show to do. We've still got guests to talk to. We, we're going to do that next, and I am thrilled to have this man here. Rob Long, former Syracuse punter, part of Uplifting Athletes. Really cool event happening tonight that you can go to at Manly Fieldhouse, but it's going to be great to talk some Syracuse football with Rob to catch up, to see how he's doing. So what do you say we take a break and we'll do that next? Rob Long in studio. When we come back, you're on the block, ESPN Radio. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. It is presented by Burdick BMW. Great to have you here. Great to see Rob Long. For a number of reasons. Great to see him here in studio. Great to see he's doing well. Great to know that that event is going on tonight at Manly Fieldhouse. So much happening. Be there. Help raise money. Help raise awareness for rare disease. Boy, it's been a heck of an off-season there, as we mentioned. Rex Culpepper went through uh, his situation, and then we learned about Sam Heckel and the blood disease that he's been battling uh, throughout his life and how he's kind of stepping up with uplifting athletes to raise awareness for that and out there playing college football. He's got to get a blood transfusion every three weeks, and he's out there uh, playing college football at a high level, starting all 12 games last season for the Orange, and will play a big role on a very uh, experienced and competitive offensive this year. So good stuff there. If you can go tonight, 6 o'clock, Manly Fieldhouse, I know that they would appreciate your support. Let's do it. Hit me with that fancy open. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot. Yes! Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. (laughs) It's time for Hot Takes on the Block. Oh, just when you thought the anthem controversy was over another layer off this onion, kids. The National Football League and the NFLPA have announced, quote, a standstill agreement for the national anthem policy. Remember, a national anthem policy that was put into place two months ago, and there hasn't even been a game for yet, not even a preseason game for this. Now, the Miami Dolphins listed their national anthem policy as something that a player could be suspended for for personal conduct. And they got backlash for this. Now, here's where it was kind of unfair for the Dolphins. So the NFL puts this new policy into place, which is basically you can't stay in the locker room. You can't do this. It wasn't a uniform policy. They kind of basically tossed it to the teams and said, we're going to leave it up to you. So the teams had to report to the league before training camp started exactly what those punishments would be should a player choose to kneel during the anthem if they're out there because the policy is basically if you're out there, you can't do anything, but if you want to stay in the locker room, you can. So a number of players in this week with training camps getting underway are starting to say, hey, listen, I don't care what it says. I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll pay the fine, whatever the case may be. So the NFL has already backtracked in a joint statement with the NFLPA saying that no new rules relating to the anthem will be issued or enforced for the next several weeks. So... It's kind of a better late than never thing because you should have gone to the Players Association to start with. You're supposed to work with your Players Association on things that, you know, involve the players. But because President Trump was ramping up his, you know, NFL players are not patriotic, you know, stance, I will say. And look, here's the thing for Trump. Agree, disagree, everything in between. It works for him. It rallies his base. He pushes that patriotic button. NFL players disrespect the military. They disrespect the flag. They disrespect all this when, you know, if you really took two steps back and looked at it, you would see that they're not doing that. And let me reiterate in this conversation that they shouldn't do it. That I feel the NFL should have the NBA's policy. You know what? Away from here, you do what you want to do and we'll support you. You're on the field, you stand for that anthem, and you respect it. That's my stance on this. And if they would simply enact that rule, this would go away. You take away ammo from the detractors, from the Trumps of the world, from whoever will attack NFL players and say they're, you know, fill in the blank, unpatriotic, disrespect our military, whatever the case may be. If you make it a, it's your league, you can do that, and you can put a stance in there that if you choose to protest, and we define protest as X, Y, and Z, anything other than standing up with your hand on your heart, then you're going to pay for it. They have every right to do that. But we will support you if you use your social media, if you do interviews, if you choose to take a public stance on something, if you choose to, and the NFL has put money behind this. Remember in the off season, they said, hey, we'll support social justice campaigns. We'll donate money to certain causes. But when it's game day, it's game day, and let's focus on that. So it's kind of a better late than never situation, but they got embarrassed into it again because the Dolphins policy leaked and other teams had to start to report it. But it's gone all over the place. Like, for example, the owner of the New York Giants, a co-owner of the Giants, Steve Tisch, says his team wouldn't even punish players for kneeling during the anthem. He did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, and he said, quote, on President Trump, hopefully he'll have much more going on that he's going to have to deal with and should deal with and must deal with than worrying about what NFL players do. He has no understanding of why they take a knee or why they're protesting. When the new season starts, I hope his priorities are not criticizing the NFL and telling owners what to do and what not to do. End quote. That's Steve Tisch, the owner of the Giants. And Steve Tisch is spot on. The president of the United States, you got better things to do, but with Trump, Every normal policy, every normal rule has been thrown out the window, as we know. And again, it works for him. It rallies his base. It gets people fired up. And we see him do it time after time It rallies for a reason. Doesn't mean that Steve Tisch is wrong there. It just means that don't give detractors from the president of the United States on down any reason to fire off at you. But the fact of the matter is the NFL has botched this. And they botched it again. But to their, I will say, half credit until this is fixed, they recognize that, and they're trying to put out a fire before it starts, and they're doing it the right way this time. Work with your players' association That's hot. to figure this out. That's why they're there. So we'll see how that goes. I would imagine this is not going to go away. That's what we said when the rule came out a couple months ago that once training camps came around, players started to get asked about this, preseason games happens, who's protesting, who's not. This is one of those things that's going to be always just below the surface. And all it takes is something to happen for it to pop out of the water again. But if they do this right, if they work with the Players Association, and say, look, look, we can't do this anymore. How do we work together on this? You don't protest during the game. And they come up with a viable solution that both sides are happy with. Then you know, Trump will move on to other things and attack other sports and other people and, You know, whatever the controversy du jour is, right? Uh, On real football matters, I don't feel like this has been underreported, but I feel it's very intriguing. And that is that Andrew Luck is going to report for training camp. The general manager of the Colts, Chris Ballard, said Luck is good to go for the start of training camp with no limitations. He did say that Luck will not throw seven days a week during camp. Luck had surgery in January of 2017. He missed all of last season. He spent six weeks rehabbing his shoulder in the Netherlands in late 2017, which I always find interesting. Remember Peyton Manning and what were they mailing to his house? And he was going to Europe and Kobe Bryant was going to Europe to get knee infusions and all sorts of things that, you know, that are not allowed in this country. And it's always interesting when you've got to go overseas to get treatment. I mean, you're in the National Football League. You're in the United States of America. You would feel like whatever you are afflicted with, we've got the best treatment for it. But as we've seen, NFL players, professional athletes, will go to every length to ensure they can keep playing. There were reports as of like a month ago that Andrew Luck couldn't throw a football and had to be very careful about anything he did with his arm and how sensitive he had to be. In recovering from the surgery. I mean, Andrew Luck is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League when he's healthy. He is in, if you want to talk, and of course, the quarterback position is important for all teams, but if you want to talk about this team needs this guy to be healthy if they're going to be competitive at all, I would put Andrew Luck in the top five of not only the NFL, but all of professional sports. That's how important he is to that team. Every throw, he makes is going to be scrutinized until people feel satisfied that he is at the level you would expect him to be. But, but again, I'm not a doctor. I've played one on the radio a lot the past couple of days, but anybody that's had major shoulder surgery knows you don't quite come back from that the same. If you've had an ACL tear, you don't come quite back from that exactly the same. Even with all the technology, and I don't know what they're doing in the Netherlands. Maybe they gave him a new shoulder. I don't know. But Lux got one of the better arms. He's one of the better leaders. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. How he handles this, and if he has time to get back to form of that level, and fantasy players will certainly be paying close attention to this, I think is the most intriguing storyline in any NFL training camp. And there's always storylines. There's quarterback battles. Is LaShawn McCoy going to be in Bill's camp? Injuries always pop up. I think the Andrew Luck story is the most intriguing training camp story. And I might be proven wrong on that just based on the wacky stuff that seems to happen as we get closer to football season. But for now, that's the one to watch. That's hot. This is why players need to use leverage when they have it. This is why I rarely criticize NBA players for doing what they do in terms of, you know, like Boogie Cousins signing with Golden State and taking opportunities when they're there, because this stuff happens. The Toronto Raptors have apologized to DeMar DeRozan. Reports a few days ago said that the Raptors told him that he would not be traded this offseason when they met at the Las Vegas Summer League. We all know what happened. DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard. Today, the general manager and president of the Raptors said, quote, I had a conversation with DeMar at Summer League. I really want to leave it at that. We spoke. I think maybe my mistake was talking about what we expected going forward from him. So not necessarily talking about a trade, but what I expected from him going forward as a player. And I think that's where the gap was. He goes on to say this, quote, In my job, I've always had to assume we're going forward with the team that I have. If there was a miscommunication there, I do apologize to DeMar and his family, and his representation. It's not what I meant. See, that when players chase contracts or Kevin Durant goes to Golden State, Carmelo wants out here. Players push buttons. Use the leverage that they have. Kyrie Irving doing the same thing to go from Cleveland to Boston. I will almost always side with them, and here's why. DeMar Rosen goes to Toronto. He likes Toronto. He works his butt off for this team. He's been a centerpiece of that team hasn't demanded to trade, hasn't demanded to go anywhere. He's not Kawhi Leonard, who we knew wanted out and just was waiting for that situation. Or Carmelo, or people that made it public that they wanted out. Meets with the team, and at the very least, walks away from the impression of, we're not going to trade you. Now, any professional athlete that does not have a no-trade clause in their contract specifically has to know it can happen. And I don't blame the Raptors. You can get Kawhi Leonard. You do it. That is the cutthroat world of sports. You have not come out of the Eastern Conference, thanks to LeBron James mostly, but you have not come out of the Eastern Conference, even with a talented team, a number one seed team this past year. They were the number one seed in the East. So if you can get Kawhi Leonard, knowing everything that comes with that, you do it. But this is why players need to strike when they can, because DeMar DeRozan has done everything that team has asked of him. He likes being there. He's a great player. He's embraced the community. He works hard. He's, you know, a model citizen off the court. Everything. And they still trade him. He's still an asset. He's still, no, goodbye. Thanks for everything you've done here. You've checked every box we've asked of you, and I just traded you. Never forget that you're an asset in professional sports. Again, short of verbiage in your contract that specifically states you have a no-trade clause that you have to waive to go somewhere. This is why, and again, there's exceptions to all rules. But when players have leverage, and I say this on this show, when you have leverage in life, use it. Because this is what teams do. Because there's always somebody better than you. There's always a situation like this that can come up. DeRozan doesn't want to be where he's going. Kawhi Leonard apparently doesn't want to be where he's going. It's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. I mean, DeMar DeRozan's making plenty of money. I don't feel that bad for him, but this is what happens in professional sports. One more hour to go on this Friday edition of the program before we slide into vacation. We're back after this. Stay right there. Thank you. Bye-bye.